Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. The Apostle John's objective in writing his eyewitness account of Jesus' earthly ministry was stated in chapter 20, verse 31. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. John's primary purpose was that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Anointed One, who is God the Son who became flesh and dwelt amongst humanity, touching every aspect of life, both private and public. So the first sign that John included in his Gospel to reveal that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, is an event that celebrates relationships. A wedding where family and friends are invited. It is a time when the whole community comes together to celebrate a union of two who become one. In Eastern culture, a wedding could last up to seven days and the cost is extensive. The resources immense. The public and private expectations are extremely high. Into this culture, where shame or honour determines everything, Jesus walks in. John chapter 2 verses 1 to 11 On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six waterpots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory 
and his disciples believed in him. Let us pray. Thank you, Father, that by your Spirit you bring revelation into our hearts and minds. We thank you you are always desiring us to know and experience you and live in the reality of your truth, the fullness of your truth, because it is your truth that we are truly free. May we never lose the wonder of you, and may you reveal to us today deeper and deeper revelations of your heart and love and truth and power. In Jesus' name. Amen. As we journey through this real story and discover the rich symbolism in the details comparing the old with the new, let us not forget the beauty in the simple truth that Jesus turned water into wine. First, let us look at the vessels Jesus used. There were six water pots of stone. Six is the number of man or humanity. According to the manner of purification of the Jews, these pots were set aside for outward cleansing. In an era of dusty roads, sandals as footwear, and eating of food with the right hand, it was essential for water pots to be set aside for purification. These pots held the water used to cleanse the feet, hands, pots, cups, and vessels from the dirt of the day. To the Jews, outward cleansing was also a symbol of purification and honour. Yet God revealed to them long ago that it was the inward cleansing that is required. He declared that with a new covenant relationship with him, he will replace their heart of stone with a new heart, and he will pour out his spirit and put it within them and deliver them from all uncleanliness and shame. In Jesus, the new covenant and fulfilment of that promise had come. The old had become new, and Jesus used six stone ceremonial pots that represented humanity to reveal this truth, symbolic of the hardness of heart and rebellion against God. The great shame of humanity is this. Back in the beginning, humanity tried to seize by force what God had already given them. They had his image, his power and authority. They were even as God, as he gave them everything of himself, including the stewardship of looking after his perfect creation. Yet humanity chose to usurp God's authority and in doing so, gave power to evil and their selfish desires. They enthroned themselves and chose to determine for themselves what was good and what was evil. As a result, they used the gift of God's perfect world for their own self-gain. Shame and fear enveloped them. As a result, they ran from God. They disrespected him and each other. The man blamed God for his selfish actions. The woman blamed Satan for their selfish actions and both became trapped in a web of lies. 
Now they were living in the reality of what they had chosen to partake of, which was to become one with both good and evil. They had given power to their selfish desires and evil to rule over them. As a result of their choice, they had activated evil and death into God's once perfect world. What was God's response? God never changes. He still loved them and he ran after them to cover their shame so that they could be comfortable with him. And he went with them and continued to pursue them in love. God never changes. He still loves every individual and continues to pursue in love to reveal both his love and our need to be set free, our need for a saviour. God out of love continues to do everything out of love, to restore honour and freedom to humanity. So Jesus used old stone vessels that were set aside for outward cleanliness. He said to the servants, fill the water pots with water. The servants filled them to the brim. Jesus told the servants to draw some out and give to the master of the feast. The water was not only turned into wine, but into wine of the most excellent of quality, a wine far superior to anything ever experienced before or produced by humanity. At a later time recorded in John's Gospel, Jesus declares over all his disciples, You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. At the first Pentecost, after Jesus ascended into heaven, he poured out his Spirit upon all flesh. It was a sign of a new experience of daily inward renewal and eternal life transformation. Water into wine, old into new, religion into relationship. The second aspect of what we can discover about Jesus and God from this miracle of Jesus turning water into wine is evident in the concern that Jesus' mother has. In her shame-based culture, if a wedding ran out of wine, the humiliation brought onto the families associated with the wedding would remain with them for years. Jesus knew he had come to pay the cost for humanity's shame. But he knew that that time had not yet come. He knew that time would come, and it would come, when he sacrificed his life on the cross. He knew that he was willing to give up his life and die the most public shameful death devised by humanity at the hands of humanity, the very ones he came to save. But there was much for Jesus to do on earth before that time would come. Let us remind ourselves that believing and receiving Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God, 
was John's intent in writing his account of Jesus' life, so that in receiving Jesus we would receive eternal life. To reveal that the divine had become a man, and in all power and authority of the Creator, he willingly laid it all down and subjected himself to the full human condition to sacrifice his physical life to set humanity free. In turning the water into wine, Jesus' glory was manifested and the disciples believed. Jesus used the physical realm to open the eyes of humanity into the spiritual realm. In a practical way, Heaven came down to earth in Jesus and smashed through the religious barriers and shame of humanity. Jesus turned the shame of humanity into honour. I remember listening to the life of a man who grew up in extreme poverty. He said, The physical hardship of not enough food to fill his belly each day or not enough clothes to keep himself warm, was not his greatest challenge. The thing he resented most about being poor was the shame. No one acknowledged him. It was like he did not exist. Humanity looks to the outward appearance and makes judgments through their selfish heart of stone. No one will acknowledge the man born into poverty as a person. Because in this world damaged by evil, those that are economically poor have no place, no voice and no value. All this shame was because he was born into poverty and the one thing that he desired above all else was respect and honour as a person just to be treated equally, regardless of his economic status. And Jesus is the only one who restores honour and takes away the shame. Water into wine, old into new, shame into honour. Thirdly, what we can discover about Jesus and God from this miracle is that Jesus invites all to participate in his wonders. He could have simply commanded the wine into existence just as he said, let there be light, and there was light. But instead, he included the servants and asked them to fill the water pots. Jesus empowered them to be part of his wonders. Jesus used humanity's cultural structure to empower the ones at the lowest end. The servants are not participating in the wedding as they are not guests. They are simply servants. And in the culture of the time, servants were at the lowest end of the social scale. Yet it is the servants that Jesus empowers. It is the servants that he turns to. And they participate in the miracle and know where the choice wine had come from and who was responsible. 
They knew before Jesus' disciples. And this is a beautiful picture of the kingdom of God. How the lowest in man's kingdom is raised up into a community of inclusion and equality. Water into wine. Old into new. Exclusion into inclusion. The fourth detail that reveals the heart of God and Jesus is that the wine had run out. The things of this world are only temporary. They last for but a moment. Out of the revelation of who Jesus is, the immediate response of Jesus' mother was to turn to the one she knew was eternal. In Jesus there is a continuous eternal supply of fullness of life. Every day is a new day to receive more of him and of him, living by his spirit and not being controlled or dominated by the selfish desires of humanity. This is living in true freedom, to be in constant communion with the divine, each day surrendering self-will to that of the Father's will and drinking freely his living waters. Water into wine, old into new, temporary into eternal. Throughout Jesus' earthly ministry, he reveals that when custom, culture and traditions of man have been corrupted by humanity, they oppress, bring shame, prohibit and exclude others. This is the exact opposite to God and his kingdom. Jesus does not come against the social structures. He redefines them. He does not condemn the cleansing ritual. He transforms it. Jesus does not simply cover the shame. He removes it and replaces it with his honour. God does not approve of exclusion. He includes all. He invites all. And he does not ignore the temporary need, but he fulfills it eternally. The new wine is poured out for all, that is, upon all flesh. It is our free choice to be willing to receive and believe. On the cross, Jesus made a way for us to enter into a new freedom and intimacy with the divine, where we receive a place of honour and inclusion, every day continually receiving and living in the flow of his spirit, being surrendered to the Father's will, living in his unending love, his liberating truth, and transforming power. Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, turned water into wine, old into new, religion into relationships, shame into honour, exclusion into inclusion, and temporal into eternal. There is none like him. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.